Every Sunday morning. We thank God for the gift of life and the fact that He daily loads us with benefits. We thank God for what He's doing in the life of His people through this sermon and through this outreach every Sunday morning. We thank God of what He's planned for His people because everything He does, He does well. And the truth has to be said that the essence of our life, you know, is about serving God and is characterized by our honor and faith in God. So we thank God, even for this series, Understanding Self, which has been a source of impartation to millions of people. We thank God what he's doing in the lives of Nigerians listening to this series. And we thank God on how it's healing the, how it's healing the souls of a lot of people that are lost, uh, that feel broken, that feel handicapped, uh, that feel set apart from the things you know, God had planned for them in their lives. Uh, this series is born out of a passion to be able to help people grow and scale, and it's called Understanding Self. So part three pretty much, you know, deals with, I, did, I, said, I talked about voices last week, and voices pretty much segues into an understanding of how to deal with those voices. And today I'll be talking largely about the understanding of how to deal with those voices that are constantly militating and that are constantly being destructive against the prospects of a lot of people out there. Those voices are there. Those voices are the things ruining the prospect of a lot of people. And you see, in understanding self too, you can extrapolate this to understanding a nation. Because you can say a nation is an individual. And most of these sermons too will be around Nigeria. Because we have another time for a new beginning on Monday, tomorrow. Well, we have an inauguration of a new president. And it's also time to take stock. Yes, we know the last eight years have not been great for Nigeria. But we need to look forward. Because if you keep looking backward, you cannot get anything out. But when you see what has gone, has gone, and you look forward to the possibility of a brighter future, that is when something can truly come out for you in your life. Uh, so we need to look forward. Yes, we know they've been failures. The economy has failed. Every aspect of life has been relegated as we speak in Nigeria. It has now become so much pain for a lot of people. Their lives have never known this kind of misery. But we believe we can triumph, we can start all over again, and we can look forward. And that's why I am having this series, you know, Understanding Self. Last week, I talked about the voices that militate against people. Let's also say those voices militate against Nigeria. For instance, what are the voices that militate against Nigeria? The number one voice that militates against Nigeria is the fact that people say Nigeria can never do well. There are some that even say they believe in democracy as we speak, but they don't ever see Nigeria doing well. Why? They'll quickly tell you corruption. They'll quickly tell you bad leadership. They'll quickly tell you all sorts of nefarious vices in society, militating against the growth prospect of a lot of people. And the truth about it is, yes, they are right on all those things they told you. But also, you must be able to hope against hope, one. Two, 
you must also tackle those problems head on by seeing the truth. The problem with Nigeria is the fact that you don't have a lot of people that want to speak up and say the truth. Those voices are there in our heads. But in solving those problems of corruption, you must have people that will say the truth and say it the way it is. But because people benefit, they don't always like to say the truth. And when you don't say the truth about a situation, you cannot move away from the situation. There's a voice in our head that says things can't be good. But in challenging that voice, what truth are we speaking? Part of the truth is speaking is to condemn corruption. But you see, in Nigeria, a lot of people only condemn corruption when it is somebody they don't like. When it is somebody they are benefiting from, they affirm corruption. But except we collectively have a society where we speak the truth, because now we are extrapolating ourselves as a society now. And hope you know that the society is a reflection of many individuals put together. And many individuals put together, being a reflection of the society, would also revolve around the collective ideology of a society. So if we have a society where we cannot collectively condemn evil because it favors us, then we have lost that society and our society becomes a laughingstock. So if the voices everywhere say we are corrupt, Nigeria can be good, and we are saying we want to turn that voice around, the first thing we must do is we must admit there is corruption and challenge it and say it is bad. But it is in that same society that corruption will fight back. And guess what? It is just a call away. They will give some people money and say, okay, write articles or go to the media to defend that what this person did is good. But we all know it is corruption. So the first thing those people come out to the media to say is, hey, you are biased. How would you say it's only my person that is corrupt? You are biased. Bias is your name. But the truth is, was the person corrupt in the first place? Yes. The next thing, again, the corrupt person will do is to go and use the legal process to be able to support his appeal. So what does he do? He goes to get the best lawyers. He says, yes, I have a right to defend my right. The best lawyers try to buy him time in court. And maybe in the end, he might even go back and get a leeway out. And when he gets a leeway out, it's now become a case of, oh, he's no longer corrupt. But society knows that that person did something that was wrong and corrupt. And also because the state initially was trying to vindicate be vindictive and not getting all the facts right, then we split out the case. <clears throat> Too many times, we have seen people that have been corrupt go scot-free because they have the best lawyers. They wait it out part-time and they can bribe the best people to be able to write narratives to suit them. But all of those things cannot build a society. If we don't have a society that can tell the voices in his head that see, yes, what you did was not good. Yes, we admit there's a level of corruption. There's a level of society getting bad that we need to talk about. 
There's a level of things in beating society that we need to talk about. But if we don't have a society that speaks firmly against things that are evil, that are wrong, then society can never move forward. Then those voices will continue. So the question is, how do we want to solve the challenge of those voices we have? The first way to solve the challenge of the voices is by admitting and interrogating those voices. See, don't get me wrong. It is not all the voice that will be true. But some out of the voices might be true. Voices like, oh, you are not working hard enough, might be true. Yes. Voices about criticism of the way you put in effort might be true. Voices about, oh, you are not doing the right thing, might be true. So, part of the voices, there are some that are lies. The some that are lies might be a lot. But it is for you to sieve out the ones that are lies from the ones that are true. And the ones that are true, the question you should ask yourself is, how can I better my prospects? How can I turn my story around? How can I turn my life around? Olayinka Van Hoot, I can see you. Thank you for joining us. How can I turn my prospect around? Because you see, the truth has to be said. If you shut every voice down and you do not take criticism, your life cannot be better. What you will do is you will keep wallowing in the things that pulled you down years before. And when that continues, your life never becomes a lot better. So, the first way of turning those voices around is by asking yourself the pertinent questions. What are part of these voices that are true? Some of these voices are lies, don't get me wrong. Some of these voices are born out of hatred. I tell people, the people that will castigate you the most on your path to success will be number one, your family, your family members. Because the truth is, when any nation or any person wants to succeed, it is the people that know them that will first tell them it's impossible. So I'm coming back to you as an individual now, voices. I've spoken about the first aspect as it concerns nationhood, but I'm talking about individual now. It is the people that know them the most that will first tell them it's impossible. The same family that you thought were praying for you, waits till you achieve a level of success before you know that it is not all of them that pray for you that truly love you. It is not all of them that pray for you that believe in their prayer point for you. So there's a difference between praying for you and believing in their prayer point for you. So when those family members start to put their voices forward because they cannot understand that the same small foluke that used to run around the house and begging me for money is now a big woman in a multinational company. All of a sudden, everything you say becomes rude to them. And before you know it, they start being vindictive. So people like that, what they say can never be objective towards you. So it is not for you to hear and consider the voices of those. Because people like that too will talk. And let me tell you something. Those are the people that will say the most things about you. Some will even go to blackmail you publicly. And come out and say, ah, it is, ah, it's wrong. This person, you don't know him. He's rude to his family. 
But you see, the thing about those voices is that they only confirm the work of God in your life. You know how they confirm the work of God in your life? Because once you become blessed, nobody can pull you down. And your blessings start to increase and become a blessing to others. And your blessing will definitely attract enemies. Which most of the enemies, first of all, will be people from your family. So be careful about the voices of the people in your family that you hear. As an individual. Because you see, let me tell you something. Yes, this person might have loved you so much while you were growing up. But the truth is they loved you because they, f- they knew they were bigger or more powerful than you they could manipulate you then but the moment you start to ask for what belongs to you the love starts to die because they know that they cannot manipulate you any longer and that is what hurts a lot of people the most so when that happens they become a contention in their heads and the next thing they say is oh that's small you So they don't think of the fact that, yes, you might be a small person, but where you are coming from, you have grown and outgrown what you used to be. So they make references to you and their voices are still centered around, ah, that small Falake, that small Sheyi, that small Rufai. Who does he think he is? And especially in African countries and society, the first thing they remind you is that I am older than you. And another fact you must understand in life is that you first person come life, not means that you go first and arrive. The truth is that because somebody is older than you does not mean that God shares his blessing according to hierarchy. It might be happening to you now in your home. Your brother, my all of a sudden, start to feel certain way towards you. We have even had some families in African context where they tell people that you must not marry before your older brother. What sort of talk is that? Because we now have a mindset where we think, oh, ah, it's based on hierarchy that they are going to share blessings based on hierarchy. And blessing sharing is hierarchical. So because somebody is your older brother, must have more money or must have money first. No, that's not the case. God chooses to bless bless anybody, anywhere and anyhow. But a lot of your family members will not understand this. And this will become as a result of the voices in their head. So please, be ready. They will soon say you are rude. The next group of people that will say you are rude are your classmates. Because, yes, they saw you in their lowest ebb. But the mindset of a human being is that they think you will continue to be where you used to be. You remember what happened at the Mount of Transfiguration? Things are transformed. So they do not understand that the same classmate they used to have is now a global figure. So processing it becomes hard for them. But they forget that there's a difference between classmates and grace mates. So this group of people start to see all sorts of things. They become voices in your head. But let me tell you something. See, 
If you try to listen to their voice and believe that it is out of objectivity, you will injure yourself. You will injure yourself. Because most of the things we will say will not be from a place of objectivity and strength. It will be a place from a, a point of hatred. Because they can't just believe that you have accelerated and risen. They still believe that you should be in the same level with them. So the thing is, because you were in primary 2 with them, primary 2B, they still say, yeah, we are both in primary 2B together. But today, you are the governor of your state. But they still think you are both in primary 2B. In fact, because they used to do better than you in class, they still say, yeah, I used to become first, he used to become tenth in class. Yes, but he's tenth, but he's the governor of his state today. So, for the fact that you were both in the same class at a point, doesn't mean you will be in the same class forever. Class changes. But all of a sudden, you start to make enemies. And these enemies come with voices. But it's not every voice you listen to. But in all of this, there will still be some people that will be true to you and be objective. And when you are wrong, they'll tell you you are wrong. Because you are human, you can't be wrong. But you see, the higher you go, the voice of reason will shrink. Except you deliberately surround yourself with people that can uphold you in reason. The higher you go, the voices that increase are the voice of sycophancy and also the voice of criticism and pull down. There will be some people that will be close to you and their voices will be you are the everything. They are mostly sycophants. There will also be some people that will be close to you their voice will be the voice of criticism because they don't agree with you. But despite the voice of sycophancy and the voice of hatred and criticism, over-criticism, there will be voices of reason. Thank you so much for the love. I can see you. Madam Mofo, uh, OB12, OB, good morning, greetings from Mauritius, Lanka Van Hood, bless you. There will be voices of reason. The voice of reason will come with praise and criticism. And these are the voices that will uphold you, that will be true to you. But there will be a lot of overt praise. That's what I call sycophancy. There will also be a lot of voices of overt criticism. The moment you start to rise, people will not just like you because of who you are. And it's never personal. One thing they never tell you when you pray for breakthrough in life is that the bigger the level, the bigger the devil. They will never tell you. See, there are some people that are not your enemies today that in the next five years, when you start to grow and do well in life, they will become your enemies. Go and write this down. Some of those you call your mentors will become your enemies soon, the day you rise above them. It is human nature because human beings are selfish. 
Human beings by default want everything to come to them. It only takes people that have been purged by the heart of God to be able to willingly say that, ah, God is blessing this person. Let me be a blessing unto him. But human beings by nature are always looking for ways to pull down everybody that is blessed because they wish that the blessing was theirs. They wish that it was them, the whole world was adulating. They wish that it was them, the whole world was praising. So if you do not know, and you take this level of voices in your head, you fail. You fail. Because you see, what you fail to realize is that what people are attacking about you is the blessings of God in your life. It is not about you. Because the particular place you are really is not the work of your hand. Because you, yeah, you put work into it. The work of your hand just positioned it. It is not it that accelerated you. It is the blessing of God that time had come. But a lot of people get it mixed up a lot. They think, oh, it is the, it's not your intellectual prowess that gave you the fame or the money you have. It is God that says, let me bless you. The Bible says it daily loads us with benefits. So anything you have was part of the benefit of God. But the thing about the benefit of God is that he brought his own chaos. He brought his own pain. He brought his own disaster. But also he brought his own capacity for discernment. And he brought his own voices. And those voices are variegated. Voice of sycophancy, voice of overt hatred and criticism, but there's voice of reason too. If you walk with God, the first voice of reason before you have in human form is the Holy Spirit. That's why I say, see, you can't have your Christian walk with Christ without knowing the Holy Spirit. You can't have your Christian walk with Christ without having the please can you guys keep quiet there please i'm recording something thank you guys so you can't have your work with christ without the holy spirit and if you understand that then it becomes a lot better for you so please do not ever think for once that you cannot change the voices in your head. Do not ever think for once that you cannot change the voices based on the things people say about you. As long as you are ready to rise, people will say things. People that have not even met you before will be the ones that are going to say the most things. But the question is, can you ask yourself the honest truth? That was I right in what I did? Has the Holy Spirit endorsed you that you were right in what you did? And if the Holy Spirit told you what you have done is wrong, are you ready to admit and repent from it and move on? And do you also have the accountability partners and the voice of reason? And you see, this voice of reason will be different people in your life. They might be your new level of mentors. I tell people the greatest one you can ever have is if your partner, your wife or your husband is that voice of reason. It is bliss on earth. 
Because these voices will abound. And let me now extrapolate this to the leadership as we're having a new president. Which voice is the president going to listen to? Is he going to listen to the voice of the sycophants? Because the voice of the sycophants are bound. You will have a lot of them just because what they gain from you. And sycophancy is on many layers. The day people align with you, yes, you become a hero. But the day your views and perspectives don't align with them, you become a villain. There are some people that will adulate you just because of what they want to benefit from you. So what are the voices that you are listening to as the president? What are the voices that informed your belief system? What are the voices that informed your disposition to life? Those are the most important questions you will have to answer. Those are the most important questions you will have to answer in your life. Because you see, what will be, will be. But what will be, will be informed on the choices and the voices that were in your head. And what you did and what kind of voices were there. Were they the voices of sycophancy? And for the new incoming president, I wish him well. But if you decide to listen to the voice of sycophants that tell you everything is good, then you will be mistaken. But if you decide to listen to the voice of reason and criticism that tell you things are not good, it will make you do things better. But also in criticism will come hatred. But in every criticism, it is for you to pick out the reason there and leave the hatred. So the voices you hear will matter a great deal. And for every leader that will be sworn in, every state governor, 28 state governors, what will be the voice you will listen to? Will it be the voice of reason? Or the voice of sycophancy? Sometimes the voice of reason is brutal because it's the truth. It might be said in different forms, but once you pick out the strong logic out of it, and you make it a mantra in your life, your life becomes a whole lot better. So please, ask yourself this pertinent question. Because as you grow in life, those voices will come. They will dominate and herald your world. They will be the factor of your life. Chuki, I can see you watching from London. Harry Manya, I can see you. Brother, people don't like people that are objective. Yes, because they like the voice of sycophancy. Good morning, Rafa. I always love to hear or see you speak because you don't only speak with wisdom but hit the nail on the head. May God bless you. Wisdom never ceases. Thank you so much. Watching from UAE. 
At this point in time, I would like to take calls this Sunday morning because I want to. I I want to get your inputs too. 